Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's me, you, coffee, and film in one podcast. Welcome to Flexibility. Welcome to episode three of Flicks at the Bean. It feels so good we've made it to episode three. I am kind of always astonished, Craig, how you just sound perpetually like amazed that we managed to string words <laughs> together and make a podcast. It is a pleasure, of course, to be back inside your ears. Thanks for joining us this week. He is Craig. I am Steve. And this week I thought we'd invent a little time machine so I can tease you with what you're actually going to hear over this episode. Here's a taste of the future. Next up, Ed Sheeran. Did I ever tell you I went to the cinema with Ed Sheeran? Did you? It's not even a joke. The big movie of this week is ape-related. <laughs> but there's not enough monkey bottom in the film. It's not that kind of film. It's the poster quote right there, isn't it? So on camera, I start getting on my hands and knees in front of Andy Serkis. This is the song of the week. This is a message to the Academy voters. Give Andy an Oscar. Sounds good. I'd listen to that. Yeah, you, you have to, because you're in it. <laughs> That's a very good point. That's the pressure now, though, that we've got to live up to that trailer, all right? <laughs> Which is what most films have to struggle with every single time. Uh, should we run the titles? Yeah, let's play the theme tune. One, two, three, four. Flicks at the bean, flicks at the bean. What have you seen, what have you seen? Let's talk about it over a coffee. And it's flicks at the bean, flicks at the bean. So yes, welcome to episode three of Flicks at the Bean. Two guys in a coffee shop talking about movies and we're back. Thank you very much for joining us. You know what I think we should first explain, Craig, about this week is almost explain the scene of where we're actually recording this podcast because it's a little bit different to normal. Yeah, we couldn't get in our usual coffee shop, which is really upsetting. So we're sitting on a roof terrace, but indoors because we've got British summertime, which means... Uh, torrential downpours so it feels like we're just recording in a conservatory but it's very nice here isn't it sort of almost sat in a little corridor we are literally in a corridor yeah um, no expense spared good week this week anything exciting you know what it's been a pretty busy week I interviewed the killers yesterday N- nice not about film I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say just killers in general or, or the ones in that van I interviewed some killers yesterday. I interviewed some killers I on the other hand have been doing radio so I've been having to get up at the crack of dawn and then sitting in a radio studio doing breakfast which is, sounds like a really oh. easy job you know how you always look so beautiful and your complexion is just shiny god bless the visually impaired you, people you look knackered today yeah that's fine and do you know what on radio all you have to do is sit there and press Ed Sheeran songs every 15 minutes you can get away with it it's what the punters want isn't it did I ever tell you I went to the cinema with Ed Sheeran. 
Did you? It's not even a joke. Really? It sounds like the start of a really good joke. I just feel at the moment like everyone's jumping on the bandwagon of a bit like, yeah, I know Ed Sheeran before he was famous. I made him his first guitar. So I get, a, I get genuinely a phone call, right, saying, if you're going to the Raid 2 screening, can someone go along with you? And I was like, yeah, of course, whatever. Because I'm a big Raid fan, right? I absolutely love the Raid movies. So I go to this office where I had to pick up my ticket for the movie, and there's this little ginger fella. And they go like, Craig, this is Ed. Ed, this is Craig. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know who he is. Do you know what I'm like, like, what am I supposed to do? And we walk literally three or four streets away to a screening room. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why can't he go on his own? Like, what's wrong with him? He's lonely. He's he clearly lonely. Have, have he's seen, lonely. But if you've seen him on stage, he can't get a band. <laughs> he's lonely. Or cheap. I don't know which one. And talking of cheap, so we sit in the theatre, and then you know what you do, you kind of make that small talk. Did you buy popcorn together? No, well, here's the thing, right? He's so a multi-million whatever selling artist. And I say, do you want a drink and some popcorn? He's like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. What do you want? He wanted a beer, typical. That's about four quid. I just went Sprite. I'm classy. We shared a popcorn. And I'm thinking, you've just sold millions of records and I've bought the popcorn and the Sprite. Something's not right. Do you know what I'm going to do in the future? Well, illegally download all his new music. Oh, that'll teach him. Only to the value of sixteen ninety. That'll, that'll, that'll teach him. Like that'll, make, that'll make him stop, won't it? Yeah, and then he just left afterwards. Don't even know if he liked The Raid 2. No idea. Are any of his songs kind of actually about you? Because he writes about experiences like this, doesn't he? You kind of have the feeling... What, you that, think I'm on Ed Sheeran's album? I think we need to dig deep. And I haven't really dug deep. So I'd like, quite like to dig deep and find out if there's I'm a song about... the shape of you. Remember when we went to the cinema, I bought the popcorn, you had a Sprite. That sounds like an Ed Sheeran song. <laughs> it genuinely does. That's what's worrying me. But since Ed Sheeran, I only ever really go to the cinema with you. So... <laughs> and you make me put on a ginger wig. <laughs> yeah, every cloud. So this week, what are we talking about? The big movie of this week is ape-related. Craig Stevens, what is this week's film? Who doesn't love a monkey? War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> the third instalment of the Planet of the Apes saga that we've kind of had over the last few years. Uh, Andy Serkis is back playing Caesar, man, ape talk like this entire film. Woody Harrelson plays the bad guy in this episode and this is it. This is that pinnacle finale, if you like, to find out what happens when man and ape really do collide. We say every week uh, you can read the plot of said film elsewhere. We kind of want to get into the nitty gritty of a few different areas or our experiences uh, with this movie. I guess the main talking point for any of these apes films, and probably particularly this one, is Andy Serkis playing Caesar and how far we've come since he was uh, Gollum. Well, that's the thing. And it's, you know, this whole world of motion capture and, you know, just give him an Academy Award and then we can all move on. It's funny, they've shown the first two films on TV this week. So it was a chance to sort of watch them again and just see. And you're right. I mean, the, the effects, so, so, so much better. So far improved, which is just what we come to expect, really. But when you see it on the big screen, yeah, really beautiful, isn't it? And it has to work, like you say, because this movie it's pretty much focused on the apes and their journey. They get so much more screen time than they have in the previous movies. It's relied on a lot of human character development up till now. Now it's like, oh, humans are just an added side bit. Look how brilliant we can do apes. But there are moments that I'm like, I'm getting like, well, welling up over the apes and what they're going through. And you're like, they're not real. It's Andy Serkis on motion capture. But that's when you realise, I think, how far we've come. It's so good. What do you think of Woody Harrelson? 
Woody Harrelson in this is an interesting character, isn't it? Because he's called the Colonel, and by yeah. all accounts, there's that whole Apocalypse Now thing sort of going on inevitably with it. I, I had moments where I thought it was a bit too pantomime, a bit too over the top, but yeah. then it kind of, because it's not focused entirely on him, it, it got better because it went back to the apes, and that's the main essence of what this movie is about. I found it really strange as well that actually this war for the planet of the apes wasn't really about the apes versus humans, it was humans versus humans versus apes, and you sort of thought, oh, is that too much? But then you thought, well, no, but that's what's going on in the world. So it felt really quite current. The thing is with Andy Serkis, he's like the busiest guy over the next sort of year, year and a half or so, he's got like his directorial debuts coming out, doesn't he? Breathe, I think that was announced as being the opener at the London Film Festival starring yep. Andrew Garfield. And then his Jungle Book, which has been delayed because they were working on all these special effects, is out next year. Yes. So he's two directorial films for Mandy, yeah. as well as obviously starring in the other movies he's doing. The only thing I wasn't sure about War of the Planet of the Apes was the character called Bad Ape, mm. Steve Zane's character, mm. Steve Zahn's character. Was he too silly? Was he too funny? Or was he the perfect monkey? I kind of watched that and I thought it reminded me a bit of you. And I had those same thoughts as I do every week when I'm yeah, cutting this together. part of me knew you were going to say that as well. Because when I was watching it, I thought, <laughs> he's a bit like me. There's that fine line between kind of silly and funny. But I just, I did think a couple of jokes too many for a film that was quite moving in places and had a really good depth of character mainly again from the apes it's tricky it's a really it's an interesting question isn't it about these kind of comic foils to lighten something which is incredibly dark which must happen in a lot of films and then also I imagine they shot a lot of it and then in the edit they try and sort of balance out in between the light and the darkness with, with Bad Ape I enjoyed it I hear what you say there are a couple of times where you went I think that's quite obvious but yeah yeah one gag too many I Here's a question for you. When you were a child and you went to the zoo, were the, <laughs> were the monkeys your favourite bit? Yeah, but you know my favourite bit of the monkeys at the zoo? Was when they flung the... <laughs> at the other monkeys. That's Yeah, the yeah. kids love that. That's a very enjoyable aspect. Yeah, I was laugh- 22 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> or laughing at the monkey kind of having bottoms. Yes. Why is that? Why is that... It's just so childish, but you still do it, don't you? Oh, little pink bums. No, look at these, look at these, look at these, doesn't matter. They don't, they don't really dwell on that in the film. <laughs> well, there's not enough monkey bottom in the film. <laughs> it's not that kind of film. It's the poster quote right there, isn't it? Can I ask you, if you have you ever met Andy Serkis in, through work, or, or have you ever seen him? I like the way you kind of politely asked me if I had. Because well, I, mean, I don't know, because we, we obviously work in film, and we get to meet and interview these people sometimes. But, mm. but sometimes we've worked on films that not the same movies. Have you ever met Andy Serkis on what? anything? Because you Lord of the Rings... You know, um, you know how every week when we kind of tell these stories about meeting people, and it kind of leads me into some sort of existential crisis that I know I'm going to suffer now perpetually because of this, and that's the <laughs> fact that I start to remember that I sound like an old man on a park bench talking about the good old days. I remember <laughs> when I met this, and this thank you very much is another example because I met Andy Circus for work for the first time in 2003. Was that 2003? Was that Return of the King. Yeah. Premier was in Berlin. It was one of my very, very early sort of reporting jobs. And I got to fly over there and talk to the cast. The interviews for this were more memorable, not so much for Andy, who was lovely, but it was because it was the international press interviews. And we were all sat around a table. So we were sat interviewing Viggo Mortensen. And he came in and sat there and was very pleasant. But you know, Viggo Mortensen's like quite a quiet guy. Yeah. Quite a yeah. thoughtful, arty guy in real life. Lovely guy. Really, really pleasant to interview. 
But one of the reporters, um, I think he was from Germany, but just kind of at one point, he just let out a big sigh. He went, oh, how come, Vigo? How come it is that, you know, on screen you are so heroic, but in real life you are so, so, so boring? <laughs> and you know, you, wow. you know when you're a bit like, it's one of those tumbleweed moments. Oh, wow. He, he's an actor. He reads lines. What did he come back with with that? Did he come back with anything witty or did he sort of go, call me in a week and I'll think of something? He hit him. <laughs> with his no, really no, big sword. No, no, he didn't. No, I don't want to spread those rumours. Vigo's so, never hit anybody. Vigo hasn't hit anyone. Daily Mail, if you're listening, please don't put that on the sidebar of shame. I um, I was at this, like a lunch thing, right? And I see at this lunch, across the rooms, Andy Serkis. Now, at this point, he'd just done the second Apes movie, Dawn. And there was also lots of stuff about him being in the Star Wars movie and stuff like that. And I was like, literally like, oh, it's Andy Serkis. What do I do? Do I go up and say hello? Do I not? I'd met him once before for work, but he's never going to remember that. Or do you go up to him and do your Gollum impression? <laughs> My precious. So I go up and I said, Andy, oh, oh hi, we've, we've met before. And he's like, you all right? I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, um, you actually said that. Yeah, I was like, you said that. Do you actually you literally went line? up to? Yeah, I never want to use that line. That's so uncool. I had no choice. I wanted to know about the new Star Wars you know, movie. It's as if you're going. I saw you over there looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you were thinking. It's the line from Bodyguard. I've been watching you from the corner. We'll go back to the corner and keep watching. It's still the best line of the Bodyguard. It's the only good line in the Bodyguard. So, so you walk up to Andy so Circus, Andy pretend Serkis. that you're his friend. What does Andy Circus politely say? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Andy's, Andy's got no get out and there's no one grabbing Andy to rescue him at this point I start talking about the fact that how cool it is that he gets to be an ape and the motion capture thing and he goes oh well next time we do one you should you could you could be an ape oh. now I took that to be well done you've got a part in the third installment <laughs> of Planet of the Apes so you went home and you sat by your phone I waited for about three Four years. Kept picking it up, make sure it was still connected. Still connected, nothing. No and anyway. I then get the chance to actually meet Andy Serkis without stalking him for work. Okay. For Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Did he look scared? Well, so I reminded him that we'd met before, again, and that he'd mentioned that I could be in the next instalment of the Planet of <laughs> the Apes film. And he said, well, the thing is, you, you, you need to be really loose with your muscles and, and be able to wiggle your arms and be an ape. So on camera, I start getting on my hands and knees in front of Andy Serkis to show him my ape impression, right? Now, here's the problem. If you've ever seen one of those interviews on TV, the camera is only showing your waist up, okay? <laughs> so me on my hand and my knees, pretending to be Caesar, is only showing my head bopping up and down. Kind of in near his lap. In front of Andy Serkis' right. lap. <laughs> now, Andy's like, no, you're, you're doing really well. I realise watching it back, he's being quite sarcastic. We can't show any of that on television. Well, I think you could show it, but maybe put a bit of music over the top of it. <laughs> oh, anyway, I haven't met Andy since. <laughs> I just, I just, I really hope Andy's subscribed to this week's episode. It's funny, actually, as we move into this part of the show, because there seems to be a commotion from just downstairs in this coffee shop. The door swung open as if they knew that we're about to get to this very popular feature where Cray gets a chance to prove what a fantastically big nerd he really is. Or it's because they're doing half-price lattes. 
it might be because of that, but if we don't mention it, it never happened. They are fans of this feature. This is Craig giving us a fact that hopefully we've never heard before. Let's see how good he is this week, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the word from the nerd. Word, word, word from the nerd. Word, word, word from the nerd. This week's fact is about War of the Planet of the Apes, and it's the director, Matt Reeves, decided that the worker apes in this movie are going to be called donkeys. And the reason why was because when he was younger, he used to play on his Nintendo Donkey Kong. And so he decided that because they all look like King Kong, he's going to call them donkeys. And if that wasn't good enough word from the nerd, Charlton Heston makes a fifth appearance in this movie using Planet of the Apes. He also starred in Planet of the Apes in 1968, of course. He played a smaller role in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, he had a little cameo in. And in Tim Burton's remake, he's also in that. And now can be seen in the ape bunkhouse as the role of Michelangelo from The Agony and the Ecstasy in this movie on a television screen. Have we kind of got to that point where you're trying to do two facts to try and make up for the fact that one of them might not be great? I really thought the Donkey Kong one wasn't going to impress you, so I went with something slightly more obscure. As a child of the 80s and early 90s, I love the Donkey Kong reference. Um, I'll stop playing my lute. Thing is, if you have two facts, that's like the words from the nerds. So the theme tune won't work. So... Yeah. Could you do another theme tune? (laughs) Have you heard about the words... Have you heard about the words? (laughs) I mean, technically, word from the nerd would imply that I'm only allowed one word. Actually, that is a fair point, if you're really going to get finicky about these titles that we've given it. Okay, well, thank you. I think we're fine. Okay, I think we are fine. Thank you, Craig. That was this week's Words from the Nerd. Words, words, words. Words, words, words. Words, words, words. Words, words, words. Don't you want to hear from the nerd? No. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flicks of the bean. I don't like it a little. I like it a lot, eh? 
So this is the part of Flicks at the Bean that I get really nervous about, but has now become <laughs> the most popular part of the podcast. Uh, this is where Steve gets to perform a song about a movie or a topic of the week. Come here, hold my hand. It's going to be all right. Oh. Look, we can go through this together. All right, come on then. You're actually holding my hand. I am really. That's a little really bit strange. Because I am actually honestly nervous. Do you think if we do this for long enough, people will... We're getting a few funny looks already. So yes, this is the part of the show, for reasons unknown to both of us, frankly, I compose a song, because we don't have the rights to any proper music, so I'm afraid you've got to put up with that. This week, I have, of course, chosen the film of the week, which is Planet of the Apes 3, and also chosen the man of the week, Andy Serkis. Now, when it comes to Andy Serkis, what is the one topic that always comes up about movie fans, Andy Serkis, and awards. Why hasn't he won an Academy Award? Exactly. Bang on, right? It's the hot topic everyone thinks about. When will the Academy allow motion capture artists to be nominated? Oh, my goodness. But you must have had this conversation with Andy over the years as well. Yeah. He's obviously very humble and would never be someone like, I deserve an award. But there's always been this point that the Oscars have pretty much said, we don't consider it proper acting. So this week, what I thought I'd start doing, because I'm going to head towards awards season rather scaringly, mm. is actually start the campaign to get Andy nominated via the form of song. Okay, I'm intrigued, I'm excited, I'm nervous, let's hear it. Okay, so this is the song of the week. This is a message to the Academy voters about this year allowing Mr Andy Serkis to at least be nominated. This is a song that goes out to the Academy. Do not be apist. Computer art. The Academy says We know your ace The Academy says The dots on your face Are tearing all the rule books apart Me wants it, me needs it Her precious could be stealing No master has to win it Give Andy an Oscar It's a precious little joke He's Lord Commander Snoke No, no, it's a crazy situation Give Andy an Oscar nomination and I don't think we can be in any legal trouble, which is great, which is great. So nice of Gollum to make an appearance. 
the column bit's probably my favourite. <laughs> Look, listen, normally I write the most throwaway lyrics, but just for those of you who missed that first bit, can yeah. I just, that first one? Yeah. This is, when I wrote verse one, I think I got a little bit emotional and also probably felt like how... I don't know, like how Leonard Cohen felt after he wrote Alleluia. Yeah. Oh, no, you must have felt exactly the same. Oh, yes, exactly or, how or he felt. Or after Bob yeah. Dylan had finished Mr. Tambourine Man and then put down his pen and thought, hey, man, those words are quite good. This is how I felt with verse one. Because you might have missed it. It's quite quick. Super psyched to see the circus. Circa summer 17. Sexy simian simulation. No, it's exactly what Leonard was thinking when he wrote, Hallelujah, you, you're, you're right. You're right. Those lyrics deserve more than this song and this podcast, frankly. Those lyrics deserve to go so. Those lyrics deserve to be sung by Ed Sheeran. I just pray to God they make another Planet of the Apes so we can bring that song back out again. Here's an interesting story to do with the making of that song. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I interviewed the Killers yesterday. I actually took along my iPad in anticipation of seeing how the interview went and possibly asking Brandon Flowers if he'd like to sing the middle of that song. Oh yeah, don't don't give him the lead. (laughs) Brandon, do you want to do some backing? Do you want to know when I bailed out of that idea? About 30 seconds into the interview. (laughs) (laughs) The legends that are the killers might just do the middle section. They played Hyde Park last weekend and then this week relegated to singing the middle, just the middle, Brandon. Of an Andy Circus theme. What I did do, though, is I did go up to their manager afterwards because I had a bit of a, but it would be awesome for the podcast if I could say it featured Brandon Flowers. And I met their manager, who's lovely, really nice, and actually explained to him that I was writing this song about Andy Serkis needing an Academy Award because he's in the Planet of the Apes film and would Brandon be able to sing the middle, which is a mouthful anyway, but he had no idea what I was on about. Bless him, he was so lovely. He thought about it. He thought about it. <laughs> and, he, and he made this valid point. It would involve songwriting rights and royalties if he was involved in one of my tracks. Could we, could we please tweet the killers and just say, here's the song you could have been on? And can we please at some point find a serious music artist who can feature on these tracks? And if any are listening, please get in touch. Oh. You two can feature in the middle eight. Only the middle, the rest yeah, is mine. The middle. I can't even get back in on it. So last week's Spider-Man song... Mm. I think got a couple of likes, maybe four. So that went viral. Lovely. Um, so that was quite good. Might have got about 19 on Instagram. Nice. So that's, again, a, vi- a viral sensation. It's Hopefully this follows yeah. suit. We said last week how we are going to try and tweet the people these songs are about to see if any of them would actually get involved or listen to it. I did tweet Tom Holland. Uh, any response? I tweeted in the Spider-Man song. No, no response yet. Okay, well, he's probably just enjoying it. Yeah. So but he's... He'll get back to you. Yeah, obviously, it's, it's on the to-do list. So I, yeah, I tweeted yeah, yeah. him, so yeah. it's pretty much like a text message. He'll read reply. Spidey, uh, read Spider-Man 2 script, message Steve, listen to Flicks at the Bean, episode 3. Yep. That kind of stuff. It's yeah, yeah. He'll get around to it. So hopefully yeah, yeah. Tom Holland will get back to us about that. This week, I will send this song to Andy Circus via yeah. Twitter, which will yeah. mean he'll definitely hear it. And, and I'll probably unfollow Andy, just in case he thinks I'm associated. <laughs> So, Craigie boy, Mr. Happy Smiley, albeit quite tired, but very pleasant and pure person that you are, sat opposite me here at the Flicks of the Bean table in this strange coffee shop. This is the part of the show where you get angry. This is time for this week's Grinder. So this is the part of the show, dear listeners, where Craig plays Grinder or goes on Grinder, steps into the Grinder. That's how we're phrasing Think it. Think it's safer. This is where you grind your beans. You let us know what been annoying you this week and and you can talk about it you can get angry basically it's your license to be angry for a minute so i guess i have to ask you what is being thrown into the grinder this week what's the topic tim burton's 
Planet of the Apes. Okay, Craig, it is time for you to step into the grinder while I go and prepare us a lovely fresh cup of coffee. Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes 2001, Mark Wahlberg. What the f was that? Tim Burton, one of the greatest directors out there, except for some Johnny Depp stuff he did quite recently. But other than that, he is a genius. But why in 2001 did he decide to put Mark Wahlberg, the Wahlberger, as a hero in Planet of the Apes? It's just Tim Burton monkeying in around. And I'll be honest with you, Planet of the Apes, Planet of my grapes. I'd rather go home and listen to Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch than watch that again. I'd rather watch that Cadbury's chocolate monkey playing the drums for two hours than Mark Wahlberg fancy Helena Bonham Carter in a monkey outfit. And that's why I love Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Thank you, Craig. You're welcome. I've made you a lovely latte, double oh, shot, just you, for mate. you, because you are particularly good this week. There thank you, you so much. Oh, I'll tell you what, hmm? it's got a good aroma. Strong beans? Guatemalan. Is that in Essex? Yeah. It's funny, actually, you ranting away like that and getting angry reminded me of something else that happened this week. I met Samuel L. Jackson oh. for The Hitman's Bodyguard, which is out later, so we're not going to talk about okay. that now. Uh -huh. But I went and interviewed him, but I walked in working for Australian TV, and his immediate thing to me as I sat down, he was like, do they say mother in Australia? <laughs> he then proceeded to talk to me and to Salma Hayek, who's next to him, about where this word comes from and where it originated and whether it exists in Australia. Then Sam Hack joins in and she's like going, yeah, they say my back in Mexico, but that's because of you, Samuel. Basically, my whole two minutes of the first chat wasn't me asking any questions. It was just them saying my The origins of the word But I have now lived and can die happy that Samuel L. Jackson has looked me in the eye and said mother It's really cool. The other weird thing about Samuel L. Jackson... This blows people's minds, right? He's 68 years old. I know. I know. Right. Like, but he genuinely is one of the coolest men on the planet, isn't he? 68. That's like our ages combined. It is like our ages combined. Like showbiz ages. I had to check. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, it's not at all, is it? It's nowhere near. Um, <laughs> he's He is genuinely the coolest man. But we'll talk about Hitman's Bodyguard uh, closer to release. Yes, we will. So that brings us to the end of episode three of Flicks at the Bean. Woo! We did it. We got through another one, despite these rather strange circumstances of being squashed in the most unglamorous corridor of a coffee shop upstairs. But we did it. Well done, Craig, for getting through. Well done, you. Normal service resumed next week, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, I doubt that made any difference to people listening, though, frankly. <laughs> probably so not. So they're probably listening going, what are you on about? They wouldn't have noticed a thing. Uh, if you uh, have enjoyed our podcast, why not give us a little subscribe, give us a little comment. You can download us on Acast, and we're on iTunes as well, and you can get in touch via social media. Absolutely. We'd love to hear from your thoughts on the show and the features and the song, and also some comments on Craig's jokes. Uh, next week we're talking about the big new Christopher Nolan film, Dunkirk. Never heard of it. There's been no advanced publicity <laughs> on that. I don't think it has anyone famous in it. Frankly, why are we bothering? I don't even know. No one's even going to go and see it. I told you, pick the big films, Craig. That's what will draw the audience in. You make a fair point, but we've got no choice now. Aren't there any like Jason Statham films or The Rock Out next oh. week? They're very popular. That was scanned well with audience figures. That would be amazing, wouldn't it, if we could get a Statham film out. It's been a long time since we've had a proper movie. If we had Statham on every single week and rename the Statham at the Bean. Hit. Statham at the Bean. Statham at the Bean. Well, thank you very much for having us in your ears this week. Do subscribe, of course. We're on iTunes. We're on Acast. You can also get in touch on Instagram, Facebook, and, and Twitter. 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 Twitter.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.